1: and, and, it's over. Ready, set, and we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. It's Travis Cora and Sheldon Jones. I know the Royal Rumble was over the weekend, but... Ty I guess has a royal rumble going on in his guts. So it was a last minute substitution for Sheldon to come on. Thanks for being of being available. Your first offseason, 2 and 0. These are a little bit of a different beast, man.
0: <laughs> well yeah, and with, with rumors this I might not have many shots in the future, so let's I gotta do it when I can do it.
1: Yeah, tie with maybe, well, we won't jinx it. Well, no, we just (laughs) won't put anything out there. What did you think about the Royal Rumble? I mean, uh, I'm sure at least uh, 32% of our 10 listeners watched the Rumble. So, uh, I mean, the ending, I thought, was intriguing, fascinating, dramatic. It was fun. But the rest of the show was kind of anticlimactic, I found.
0: Yeah, like, the Men's Rumble, I like, like, obviously, you know, I'm a Cody Mark, so I'm happy he won, but he shouldn't have been number 30, he should have been, like, yeah. number one or two.
1: I guess that's um, why it just, it just made it so, like, there was no yeah. drama, I found, it was, and that's Yeah, it was a slow match, force. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: The Logan, the Logan, Paul, and Ricochet spot was insane. That's probably the best part of the match, yeah. Yeah, uh, well... Brock getting eliminated so early yeah,
1: too. That was fun.
0: <laughs> uh, the women's match was cool. Like I like I thought it was good. It was paced. I, I thought that, that they was didn't the best fly. one. The, yeah, other than the main on, event. Yeah. yeah. They didn't rely on all the veterans, but they actually had some good NXT. and Yeah. like They got some good heat with Nia being number 30, but they screw up the play her music before the countdown yeah of course. yeah yeah, threw yeah that up but yeah but no but A the rumble. ending was crazy i i was like tears in my eyes man that's yeah. that's why we watch it right there
1: and another happy belated birthday to my mom who celebrated her birthday over the weekend nice This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. So Park Power has low overhead, which in turn allows them to offer you low competitive rates. So reach out for no obligations comparison. You can email estimates. At parkpower.ca. And if you decide to switch, it's really easy. It's just a change to your billing, and you can feel good knowing you're helping give back to your communities with your utilities bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca. All right. Now, this is, I guess, kind of old news now. We'll start with the the Nathan Rourke thing, where he's uh going to Jacksonville. And uh, this is shortly after the Jacksonville Jaguars actually won a playoff game here. We don't get to say that all the time. But they've got the uh, young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, right? And, man, I'm looking at his birthday, October 6, 1999. So he's a a young quarterback. I, I kind of found it to be a little bit of an interesting decision. For Rourke, I, I know they've give him assurance that he's got a chance to be the number two, but uh, I, I found that that destination was was interesting to say the least.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, he at least gets to be in the sun, I guess. Uh, I, yeah, like, no pressure. Backup there, quarterback and yeah, backup quarterback in Jacksonville. Maybe like three AEW tickets. Like who you knows. <laughs> I was really, really hoping that Jacksonville is going to somehow win the Super Bowl, so that Triple H would have to send Tony Khan a belt. That would have been amazing.
1: <laughs> hey, that would be that would be interesting. Uh, speaking of other CFL quarterbacks, uh, Bo Mitchell signing in Hamilton. So, despite that property investment in Regina, which I know. It didn't happen. <laughs> He's going to the hammer, and he gets himself some pretty good money here. He gets it, all bonuses included. He's got a chance to make over half a million dollars, 520 a year, so good for him, probably good for Ty Cats fans in a great cup year that they've locked up their quarterback at this point in the offseason, and then hopefully that kind of helps the Dominoes fall for the rest of that team because they've got some significant uh free agents still pending in Hamilton. Yeah. And in a great Cup year, those fans, they're expecting to at least compete. It wasn't long yeah. ago where they were in the Great Cup and they had the champs on the ropes. They took them to overtime and they actually had the lead for much of the game. It just... It just wasn't there, but it is going to be a new look cats team with Bo Mitchell in 2023. Uh, I mean, it, it was starting to look, I think, a bit worrisome for Hamilton. So I think that's a bit of a sigh of relief that they just got the deal done.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's some fans that are still sad about Dane, but I don't know why. Um, It'll be interesting to see if he can if he can do uh, what Henry did after he left Calgary because the last time the Hamilton went back to back to back back to back Grey Cups was when Hank went there, right? So that's true. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I I think he still has it. I, I said on the show before I was hoping the riders were going to find some way to get him, but there's no way he wanted to come to this dumpster fire, and I don't blame him one bit.
1: He said that in a much more classy way. He wasn't yeah. a fan of <laughs> Very the <moves> professional. <laughs> or the lack of moves that were happening in Regina. And one of the most unfortunate parts of these new COVID era or post COVID era schedules is that uh, Hamilton's not going to be at McMahon Stadium in yeah. 2024 unless they have an Eastern crossover. And
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Which, It could happen. BC, Edmonton and us, we could all tank.
1: Oh, could you imagine that? That would be wild. Uh, And now speaking of Dane Evans, that needs to be figured out in a hurry here because teams are going to want to figure out their budgets. And when the quarterback eats up most of that salary cap, um, Dane Evans, is he going to be dealt? Are they going to straight up, Release him here, and obviously the headlines say he's going to Saskatchewan. Like basically, it's a done deal. But now the riders are basically between Dane Evans and Cody Fajardo. And after 2022, I mean, if if we're talking after 2021, it's like, hey, that's a pretty good position for the riders. After 2022, memories are short. It's not the best position for the Riders going into
0: 2023. No. I, well, any team, if any team trades for him right now, they're incredibly stupid. Yeah. But at the no... same time, Hamilton could be pricks here because they, they really don't have to do anything until training camp because he has yeah. to show up and pass and he gets like 170 or whatever it is, right? So, um, so. Who knows what's going to happen there? But yeah, if if O'Day trades to get Dane's rights, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't know what the, like. I don't even know what I want them to do. I I kind of want them to roll with somebody unproven and save a bunch of money. Like do the the Nathan Rourke, what BC did, like bring in Matthew Schultz, bring in Pip. K- I don't know, bring in some other people who can. Who can we can see roll the dice? But then you can, you have a lot of money that you can try to get someone like Geno Lewis. You can try to get some of the, some more studs on defense because our defense is going to have to win us some games this year.
1: Is it worth Riders. signing Geno Lewis if you don't have an O line or a quarterback to get him the ball? No. And uh, there was a great piece I thought by Jamie Nye that he uh, contributed to CFL.ca. Are the writers going to spend money on the O-line here in the offseason, or what their strategy, what's that going to be? Because last year, fans would have told you it's an offseason priority and nothing happened. Uh, this year, it's a priority again. How are they – they can't just wait on the Brett Jones thing. and again, That's only one player. So mm. – <laughs> Look what Ottawa did. They, they got almost every veteran offensive lineman in free agency last year. And, I mean, they turned it around pretty quickly compared to the year before. So are yeah. they going to open up the pocketbooks for that? Or are they just going to stay the course and try to rely on their scouting,
0: which really just hasn't worked? No, but the, it, they kind of have to rely on the scouting because there's not a lot of like all star offensive linemen out there, like with the XFL, with the USFL, it's just there's like there isn't the amount of O linemen coming up here. And like the one guy who I hope they do bring in, if, as long as his leg is okay, is uh, Derek Dennis. But O'Day lowballed him last year, so why, yeah. why would Dennis want to come here, right? And apparently, he's lowballing uh, Sankey. Like, uh, he's not in a position right now where he needs to lowball people. I understand if he thought that he had a shot at Bo, that he was trying to be tight yeah, with his money. Yeah. But now that Bo is gone, you 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 hear on the on the sports cage, Shaq Evans said he's, he doesn't think he'll be back. Duke won't be back. There's that opens there's, money. Uh, yeah, a significant amount of money. I think. I think it was on Piffles. They said it was like $1.6 million between like five people or something like that. Wow. Like it's maybe I'm misquoting. I don't know, but they'll they'll have a lot of money to play with. And and that's why I think you roll the dice with a cheap quarterback. But like, if you're Cody Fajardo and they come back to you, you can be like, yeah, pay me a hundred thousand dollars more than you think you want to pay me because the way you treated me, right? Like,
1: and on the other hand, if they don't have an alignment it doesn't matter or old line it doesn't matter who's back there. And Dane was f- crumbling under the pressure in Hamilton last year. And if he's feeling the pressure there it just gets more magnified <laughs> in Regina. When fans are yeah. already in a poor mood <laughs> like mm-hmm. there are some Veteran offensive linemen that right now are pending free agents. Joel Figueroa, Derek Dennis, uh, Darius Sirocco, Suk Chung, Justin Lawrence, Michael Couture, Peter Godber. Of course, I'm sure a few of those guys will end up staying put, but and the Riders can't sign them all, but... There are some pending options at this moment, and the legal tampering period is going to open right away. Here, right now, it's like the illegal tampering period. But uh, <laughs> I mean, there are some names, but is that the way that they're going to spend? We'll see.
0: Yeah, the only other thing I say I can think about there is: it seems like from all the interviews that Jeffries is giving, is that he wants to have a way more collaborative offense and. Playing to strengths, which that's not what Jason Moss was last year. Jason Moss is like, this is my offense and you're going to do what I tell you to do. And I think there's still, there's still a possibility of Cody, if, if Cody's back here having somebody who can play to Cody's strengths instead of trying to make Cody into what he's not or anybody, maybe that, maybe he can do good things for Dane Evans too. I don't know, but. I don't want to pay, like, you're not paying Dane more than 250 I would say, right now. Like, you got to be very incentive-based. He, he's shown that he can get people, get teams to the Grey Cup, but... Yeah, I know, yeah. Can't win. <laughs> so, it's very going to be a very interesting couple weeks here in Ryder.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Riders have extended a defensive back, Jeremy Clark, and like you said, it looks like... That deal's not really moving anywhere with Darnell Sankey, who was one of those bright spots on defense for the team and played well since he came into the league with Calgary. But there is some sad news uh, for Ryder Nation, a uh, Grey Cup champion in 1989, uh, Dave Albright, who scored one of the biggest touchdowns uh, in that 1989 season, uh, passed away 63 years old. Uh, I love looking back at those memories, that 89 game, one of the greatest games of all time. And Darnell Sankey this year actually broke Albright's tackle record in a single season. He had 108 And that big play in the 1989 West Division Final, which I'm sure that Edmonton fans don't want to hear about. Uh, Edmonton leading 10 3. Eddie Lowe hits Tracy Ham, forces the fumble. Dave Albright takes it 62 yards to the house for the game changing touchdown as the 9 9 Riders upset the 16-2 Edmonton Club. <laughs> it, does, it, it just goes to show, hey, you can win as many games as you want during the regular season. Anything can happen during the playoffs. And Dave Albright, a big part of that 1989 championship run for the green and white. Those BC Lions who are going to be losing Nathan Rourke, are going into this year, I'd say in an all right position with uh, Vernon Adams Jr., who came in last year, and I think it's got to be one of the toughest things to come into the middle of the season as a quarterback and try to kind of learn on the fly. At least now he gets an offseason, he'll be able to you know, uh, gain some chemistry with the offensive coordinator, Jordan Maximic, and they'll have a full training camp with him at the helm. And I think that going into this year will be a big one. And I kind of wonder, I've been talking to some Lions fans, if VA can be the one to bring Gino to the West Coast, and then you've got that connection from the Alouettes Colors, the orange and black I think that would be a pretty cool move and a big one for those in Vancouver if they could make that happen
0: for sure and honestly like they'll be paying a little bit more maybe than Brian Burnham would have been making anyway so it's yeah. not like it's just plug and play basically Um, yeah no I think I think that's a definitely a very possible situation for him to go out there
1: Yeah, that would be really interesting. They ended up uh, extending T.J. Lee and uh, Bo Lacombo as well. So the veterans in the defensive uh, linebacking core staying put in B.C. We go to Edmonton where they've extended Ed Gainey his 11th CFL season already since his time in Saskatchewan has become very familiar with Chris Jones. So I think Jones wants to keep him around for some leadership uh on the defense. Uh Ante milanovic Leitre sticking around for another year. And they've also extended Niles Morgan, the linebacker who had 41 tackles in six games in 2022. So he was pretty uh, beat up last year, had limited time. He played at Notre Dame and he actually uh, – had a you know a good number of tackles with the Elks in uh, 2021 as well what's interesting here is Jamin Pelly uh the defensive lineman for the Elks he left the University of Calgary early to play in the CFL uh and now he's declared for the 2023 NFL draft so we'll see what happens here he was actually selected by the Elks in the, the supplemental draft for the CFL in 2022. So we'll see if the, the big man ends up getting drafted in the NFL. I mean, that would be cool to see. He's he's 24. He's probably going to get some attention from those NFL teams. I got season tickets in Edmonton, and there were times when that D-line, especially towards the end of the year, Ceresna's healthy and Pelly up the middle. Like... <laughs> if they're able to keep some of those guys healthy and on the team without losing them, uh, I think the Elks are just going to get better as better and better as much as the Chris Jones haters will don't want to admit it. <laughs> I, I, I'd see more positive things in Edmonton than uh, a little bit further East in the, in the rectangle.
0: Well, yeah, year two of Chris Jones's teams. Like he usually at least doubles the win total. Yeah. So They'll all be road games, but like, I was going to say maybe more games.
1: Like <laughs> I'm no math major, but if he gets a home win, it's like an infinite times more.
0: <laughs> I was going to say when you're talking about the Elks fans not wanting to remember the '89 season, at least they had home wins then, yeah. so that's a nice memory. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Other than the last one of the year, which they wanted to win at home. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> the Ottawa <I>
1: <laughs> the Ottawa red blacks have uh extended Jeremiah Masoli here and they've kind of uh, restructured their uh their deal a little bit here so the red blacks get seventy five thousand dollars in salary cap relief uh and They're going to, he's going to be able to keep like 30 grand more after taxes. So I I don't know. There's some accountants in there trying to help him out with, with that deal, uh, there, but he's staying in Ottawa. And look, if he's healthy, Ottawa, they've got a pretty good, I'm excited for them with, you know, Kahari going into this year, Mazzoli, Arbuckle. That's a pretty good tandem, I would say.
0: Yeah, no, I, I honestly think that they'll be they might be competing for like second spot. Like I I think yeah, it, on paper they've done a very good job with the coaching staff. And I I think it's going to be a breath of fresh air for those players.
1: Coming up in uh, in August, he turns thirty five. Last year probably shouldn't have been hurt. Um, you never want to see a guy hurt. He only played four games. Now the shortened season uh, for Hamilton, he played 12 games. And then in 2019, he was an absolute fire. And, uh, he only played six games that year. So the last few years, they've been pretty rough for Masoli, man. I, I hope that he gets to stay on, on the field here. And, uh, and put together some things here for Ottawa, who also uh, got to extend Lorenzo Malden, the most outstanding defensive player, and absolute monster on the D-line last year, and he's going to want to prove that, hey, it's not just a one-and-done, and Sean Burke, he's feeling pretty good bringing uh, Malden over from Hamilton to Ottawa. That, that was one of the biggest moves for... For his early tenure as a GM in Ottawa, yeah. and if you haven't seen it, Sheldon, and really anybody else listening to the show, season two is underway for Behind the R, uh, the YouTube series that the Red Blacks put together. These content teams for these CFL teams—they deserve a big thumbs up. That's some good stuff that they're putting together, and yeah. it'll be stuff. Did you watch it yet? It'd be stuff to watch this off season. It's it's. Good I haven't.
0: Stuff. I haven't yet. I'm going to check it out. I've seen it on some of the Ottawa fans, uh, like Twitters and Instagrams yeah. and stuff. And yeah, it looks awesome. And that's what the CFL needs. Oh, like, yeah. they should have – every team should have that series. Like Yeah, make, make I agree. it Make it – yeah, send take the league, get this genius company to send the league, you know, some video editing equipment, a camera, and, like, get stuff like this pumping in. It's nothing but positive for the ticket sales and for everything like that,
1: man. And I know there's some foul language here and there, but man, if you could like, I don't know, work this stuff into the broad—I don't know how you promote it, but work it into the broadcast. Like, this is great stuff, and the oh. access they're getting. Yeah, I think it's well.
0: Awesome. They play they, they play CFL Wired every like Tuesday, yeah, and they yeah. just bleep out the swears. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever, just bleep out the swears. Like
1: grunting, yelling, and swearing—that's uh, what we hear.
0: <laughs> Let's get. Like, let's get a hard knocks, like, every year for the CFL. Like, come on. I'm
1: in for that. Could you imagine a behind-the-scene Riders documentary from last year? Ooh, that's movie material. That would be
0: amazing.
1: (laughs) At least show the drama. Like, (laughs) not much drama in Winnipeg where the band continues to stay together. They have extended uh, defensive lineman Jackson Jeffcoat and uh, mike miller the special teams ace is sticking around for another year look in winnipeg they are the kings well look they they got knocked off by toronto in the great cup but uh they're gonna be right back on their feet competing from day one of 2023 and i think calgary's really making some under the radar moves, sheldon uh or at least some big extensions there cam judge sticking around for two more years Jonathan Moxie staying there, Brad Muhammad as well, playing one of the toughest uh, positions in the CFL on the defense as a halfback. So that's a big one. And then James Vaughters, who spent a few years with uh, the uh, Chicago Bears, is coming back to Calgary. And... Back in the red and white, so Jameer Thurman, Cam Judge sticking around, James Botter's coming back. The Stampeders mean
0: business, man. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a it's a one it's a two horse race in the West as far as I can see right now between them and Winnipeg. Like, yeah, it just depends on if if Mayor can can keep it going and prove to be successful, and if Caleros can stay healthy. Uh, but yeah, like. <laughs> it's going to those teams are going to be fun to watch this year.
1: The Argos have extended a defensive back Robertson Daniel look uh we talked about Calgary now we talk Calgary East. Uh, Daniel yep. had a shortened season last year uh due to injury. They've also extended Robbie Smith. I mean watching back that great cup in Regina the last like even the fourth quarter <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Smith had one of the biggest roller coaster rides of any player I've ever seen. Like yeah. <laughs> the sack, the block kick, the penalties, like oh, and, and he gets to stick around in double blues. So good for him, but there's still gonna be a lot of talk uh surrounding the Argonauts. Is McLeod Bethel Thompson going to return to the CFL? Is he gonna re-sign with Toronto and I know there's there seems to be some hype with Chad Kelly. What has he what has he done? He he came into the Grey Cup and stayed composed. That's tough when you haven't really played much meaningful snaps all season long and then you get thrust into the game at the biggest time, most critical time of the year and you don't crumble under pressure. That is impressive. Does Toronto want to roll with him at number one, or does any other team, Saskatchewan, want to roll with him at number one going into this season? That's an interesting one to watch. He sure got the chip on his shoulder and believes he can do it, which you like to see. You don't want to see a guy not believing that he can do it, but is he going to be a guy that takes a step forward this year?
0: Yeah, he's one of those guys that I wouldn't be opposed to the Riders' rolling the dice with just because he he would probably be around that two hundred thousand mark if he was a starter just because he's yeah, he's had a fourth quarter in a great cuff and he did well. Yeah. But um he, he said he'd love to play for the riders. Like he, he's like but he's he's definitely a guy who wants to get back to the NFL as quick as possible. So yeah you have to be careful there. And but in but the Argos, like their only other option right now it seems, is signing for another year it seems because we don't know how long he wants to play if he still does at all like yeah. his wife had got a pretty cushy job writing in the mcu now so he can just stay at home and watch the kid and you know not get sacked Comes to <laughs> the riders 80 times a year
1: <laughs> now watch the kids or uh, get sacked and have these uh, defensive linemen coming after you Depending on the day, I might go for the football.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, e- it's easy to say how much that I would totally stay at home if we had young kids and the wife was working. But
1: Tom Brady's 45. <laughs> he said, screw this. I'm going to go play football.
0: <laughs> and look where that
1: ended up for him. Uh <laughs> Uh, How the mighty fall. (laughs) But, hey, we can't take those Super Bowl rings away from them. So what am I talking about? Uh, Montreal Alouettes have extended Wesley Sutton and Tyrese Beverett. But they've got a contract they're working on with their quarterback. A couple weeks out from free agency opening Valentine's Day at noon Eastern. Will it be heartbreak or a newfound love with Trevor Harris in Montreal? I
0: I think he'll stick around. I I, why? wouldn't he? What? Like he, his best his best year was when he was with Jason Moss before. So it, it's a no brainer as long as Montreal wants to pay him like what he thinks he's worth. Better have a good field goal kicker, but. <laughs> Like, yeah. Like, again, he's somebody who, for the right price, I wouldn't be opposed if if O'Day was going to try to sign him, just because we do have a good kicker, uh, and I just I, I don't know why he's waiting this long. Like, I guess maybe he wants to see what he can get in free agency, but again, he has a, a coordinator that he has past history with, and obviously his GM wanted him because. He basically got rid of Vernon Adams. Uh, So uh, it's curious why he hasn't re-signed. Kind of the same thing as why it's curious why McLeod hasn't retired or signed again either because I don't think he's going to – I don't think he'd want to move on to another team just for one year. Like what's the point of that? But David Cote went 44
1: of 51 on field goals in 2022. They might have uh, 25 more field goal attempts if uh, the dynamic duo of Trevor Harris and Jason Moss reunite in La Belle province. Um, there are <laughs> some big names on the offseason list. A few of them have been mentioned that still haven't re-upped with their current teams. Geno Lewis, Darnell Sankey, Kenny the King Lawler, Nick Dembski, interesting.
0: That's very surprising. I didn't know he was, he was like, you'd think he'd be one of the first people that they'd want to lock up. So that's very interesting. And I think
1: he's a guy that could probably get paid here. Uh, Oh, for sure. He went home. He won the great cups. The touchdowns he was scoring in the second half of the season. A smart football player, a Canadian. If he doesn't fit into Winnipeg's budget, I think he might be able to get himself a couple bucks here. Shaq Evans, ever since he got hurt in Saskatchewan, I don't think he ever really became the same receiver again. Um, So we'll see if he's going to be sticking around in Saskatchewan. Well, he said it doesn't look like he's going to be back. So I mean, if he t- when the player is saying that, I I would say it's probably as good as
0: done, right? Yeah, and for what he's gonna want, like unless they can get him for a a bargain, like he he's in one of those you need to you need to show that you still got it kind of yeah. contract years right here because he's not. Um, but the one thing the Riders have and struggled with in the past is finding receivers. So. I, I'm not opposed to them, you know. Just trying to find one at camp. I know that they might lose uh, Schaefer Baker. Maybe he working out on the work NFL, up, I think. Right. Yeah. So, um, but you got Lane. You got Lineus. He's signed for the next year. Um, I, I again, who knows who's going to be throwing the ball? So. We have a couple good running backs, which hopefully it's the, they use the running backs a little bit more than Jason Moss did. And it seems like that's going to be the case. So save some money and uh, find a couple cheaper receivers. Call them
1: all new and emerging content creators in BC and Alberta. In case you haven't heard of StoryHive, they've been supporting storytellers in Western Canada since 2013 and this year celebrating the 10th anniversary with their biggest edition yet. The Story Hive anniversary documentary edition is funding 80 short documentaries on any local story you're passionate about. You could get $20,000 in production funding, training and mentorship, and distribution on Telus Optic TV and Stream Plus. If you live in BC or Alberta, and you have an idea for a short documentary, now's the time to send in your pitch. Send in your application by February 28th at Storyhive.com/slash/apply. Your story, your narrative. There are some key dates that have been announced in the CFL offseason here. I did mention free agency opening up on Valentine's Day, uh, March 3rd, the Invitational Combine. And then from March 22nd to 26th, over five days in Edmonton, the CFL Combine is happening uh, basically the whole week. I mean, I would like to see the CFL week come back, but... Hey, to have this happening uh, over five days, hopefully we get some good coverage out of that. April pretty quiet, and then May, it's like all cylinders, man. The CFL and Global Draft happening May 2nd, then Rookie Camp opens eight days later, and then four days after that, Training camp is open. That is happening quicker than you think. We have been seeing the Scouting Bureau rankings come out. I think there were three sets of twins in last year's CFL draft. The Ford Brothers, the uh uh Jalen Philpot, Tyson Philpot, and now this year there's actually another set of twins. Uh, they're from London, Ontario. They're both playing at Illinois currently. Chase Brown, Sidney Brown, one's a running back, one's a defensive back. I, I don't know what's in the water and what makes these uh, talented twins uh, go playing uh, football. But I love to see it. It always happens, one on defense and one on offense, too. They can practice in the backyard against each other. But uh, I don't know. Something's in the water, man, and it's uh, it's fun to watch anyway.
0: Yeah. Though, and it's cool if, if they're on the same team, they get to play together. If not, when they yeah. play each other, it's always another news story. So yeah, that's, that's always good. Really.
1: Sheldon Jones. Thank you for your availability and uh, filling in for uh, Brazilian ties gut rumble right now. Uh, we'll see if he's going to recover in a couple of weeks. Actually, our next show is like the day before a CFL free agency, so the the, the picture will be a little bit clearer uh, by the time you hear us again. Uh, I hope you stay warm. I hope you stay safe. You can rate, review and subscribe to Tune Out on your favorite podcatcher. We will talk to you in
0: a couple of weeks. See you later. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.